and welcome to Talking Talky episode 75. I'm sure you know by now that hearing my voice at the beginning of a podcast means that we've gone for something a little bit different. This time, it's our end of season awards. There are quite a few of us on this recording, so today you'll hear from Ben Curry, Rowena Williams, Sam Druith, Sam Swanee, Tom Vosper, Nick French, Matthew Roberts, Matt Parkman, and occasionally me. So, let's jump in with our first award, Player of the Year. Who did everyone choose as their Player of the I Year? I chose Little, but I wasn't like disappointed in my little, little. if that makes sense. I chose Little. McDonald. Forgot to do it. I, chose I, I, I would have done McDonald. I can't remember. Well, without him, our season would have just spunked up the wall, wouldn't it? So, I picked McDonald. Yeah, Probably start from the back. Both of them, really, for me. Yeah, I, I cheated and voted twice. Uh, you, okay, so the result is void then, really. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> we, we don't know how many votes were between Little and, and McDonald's, so recount. Little looked so pissed when he wasn't first. Like, he was so angry. I could just see it in his face, like, right, I'm off. I'll show you. Shock, shock horror that Sam Tutti <laughs> couldn't decide. <laughs> Are we doing... Our player of the season, who's the podcast player of the season. Should we give it to Little just to maybe convince him to stay? Maybe to cost Knox <laughs> County or whoever and it's a week. By I mean, for, for me, I mean, as much as I love McDonald and all his performances, I was a bit like, well, Little was the reason I was kind of turning up mostly, like the thing that looked forward to those games where he literally just dug us out on his own. Um, yeah. with all the goals and assists. So that's why I went with him. Yeah, it was sort of, you know, like you'd have paid the money to watch Union play yeah. and Benny yeah, yeah. recently. It, it, as soon yeah. as I looked through his name on the team sheet, I was like, right, brilliant. We're gonna, I'm going to enjoy this, yeah. no matter what happens. And Little was one of those. Um, I think I probably did uh, vote for, I genuinely cannot remember who I went for because it was a real bind about, well, is it Mac for the impact he's had or is it Little? Yeah, yeah. You can't see a bloke be involved in like 30 of the 60 goals you score in a season and yeah. not have him in your, you know, in your player of the season. So yeah, my guess is I probably went for little just because I can't. Stop. I went for little. I, I, again, it's the goal involvements. Anybody who has 30 or more goal involvements in a season. Yeah. from as all, you, know, as well. you can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, I have to say the amount of abuse he got from the crowd was shameful. So to see someone just, you know, Put it to one side and still perform like he did was 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 brilliant. Really, it shows a lot about the character of the man. I mean, the Dover yeah. match being being the main one, it was ridiculous. Yeah, actually finishing that chance against Dover, not blasting into Rose Z in frustration. That that was the difference. Yeah, done very nicely. You know, he scored that crucial goal. He got a couple against all the goals against County were good in the five one at home. But I mean, yeah, you know, to, to go through there, sit the goalie down, he just didn't get over him. Mm. I mean, you know, that's. That's well into football league class, isn't it? There's not, yeah. there's, there's no hint of of that. And like um, like Lukey Young, you know, he just got better and better mm. when he got over the injuries that he'd had, yeah. and then was given a, enough games in the side back to back. You know, he just got better and better and better. And it's it's a it's not an easy choice because of how good McDonald was, but it, it's not mm. a. It was a surprisingly difficult choice given that we kind of finished mid-season, uh, yeah. mid-table. 
Yeah. You'd think it would be easy. Oh, there'll be one standout guy who's kind of dragged us to where we are and then everybody else was a bit rubbish. But mm. how do you not give it to uh, Joe Lewis? How do you not give it to McDonald? How do you, yeah. how do you overlook guys like Ben Winter? Yeah, who they just do their jobs. Every minute of every game. That's was part stuff. of a pretty mean defence. Um, mm. You know, mm. somebody mentioned that Kelly Evans from Knotts uh, County earlier as a potential replacement, saying, oh, he's a big upgrade on Winter. Oh, I saw that. I know it's fine. <laughs> the thing with Ben Winter, he's one of those players that he will only ever really win Player of the Year in a year that you go down and there are so many other low performers because he doesn't, because he's so consistently good. Just seven out of ten every Yeah, seven out of ten every week. He doesn't stand out. Whereas Armani Little is one of those players that could go missing for... 45 minutes yeah or have a bit of a stinker in terms of like misplaced passes which he does mm. and then win a game you know that's the yeah. type of player he's one of those where when he's fit he's a match winning player he I mean in the time that I support Torquay I'm struggling to picture in a, a time where we get another central midfielder who can contributes 30 league goals mm-hmm. or something you know scores 15 and gets 15 assists that's I mean, that's ridiculous in terms of yeah. stats. You, you and in won't a see that. Average like, team as well. It wasn't exactly loads of players running around that can give him options. He plays all these great, well, good ideas, which the other players just aren't on the same wavelength as him. But, you know, you look at yeah. Liverpool, you've got Alexander Arnold and Robertson bombing the wings, and they make loose passes, turn them into great balls yeah. most yeah. of the time. No, you're and right. little, little never stops trying. Even if it's no. not going well, right for him, he's, 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 he's brave on the ball, which is the sort of player I like. And basically, that's what Eudin made a career out of, but obviously he had better players around him. Yeah, and we, we said this a lot at the start of the season, and we got Duke McKenna and Werner and all that, and all of a sudden Little was getting more goals and even more goals and assists. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, from terms of winter, you can't upgrade on him, I don't think, in this league. I don't see another right-back who could be more consistent than possibly, yeah. so... Winter's very much Kevin Hill-esque, isn't he? He, yeah. he fits into any team from one that gets relegated from League Two to one that gets promoted to League One. He he, yeah. he puts in the same level of performance every week. So whether it's six or seven out of ten, he never yeah. lets you down with a, with a four. Mm. And he's always sort of there and, and doesn't really go hiding. Mm. Yeah, no, what, what could he do to, to put in a ten out of ten? He, he's right back. He's one yeah. of those games where unless you're up against somebody really... Really good. Like I tell you, when he had he got a ten, when he was up against Sorba Thomas. Now mm. I grant you, he scored an own goal in it because technically he scored an own goal. Thomas had the shot; it looped up off Benny Winter's boot and flew into the top corner for a one-all draw two years ago, year before, whenever it was. Last year, wasn't it? Last year, whenever it was. Yeah. A ten in in uh, Chesterfield away this year. I thought it was brilliant in that game. Uh, Chesterfield. Oh yeah, actually, yes, he was. Oh, that block! I remember it. Yeah. Mm. It was, yeah, from the, the two all on the TV. Yeah, particularly second half where we pressed on a bit. Um, yeah, he, he made their attack look really average. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, I thought it was brilliant in that game. I thought it was manly. You can remember those. They're individual games because as a right-back, what, what more can you do? You don't notice it. Look, good referees, you don't notice him mm. because the, the winger that he's up against isn't like doing anything in the game. So the chances are... Once you've had, you know, a smart team that's got a good player in it on the wing, the ten or fifteen minutes in, 
they realise, right, we're getting no change out of winter. We'll just start going down the left-hand side then. I've seen Torquay do it, where all the play goes down like in front of the Bristow's bench because the opposition right-back has got our left-sided forward or our left-winger in his pocket all day. So, right, okay, fine. We'll just shift it to the far side then or we'll swap them or whatever because you don't fancy sort of going up against the best defender that the opposition have got. That's and a little bit like we did with um, with the rat against Notts County last year. Yeah, just throw him out on the out on the wing and get him get him wide and sort of see, get him, just get him on the pitch. Any like it's any interesting. Time. We spent the whole season calling him a rat, and then he decided to put a dead rat on his head for the uh, match on TV. It was very weird. Strange <laughs> decision. So, didn't he get Didn't he get married? That's the worst mullet I've ever seen. Like. I mean, mullets aren't great, are they? But his is absolutely terrible. It looks like it looks like a lockdown haircut. I haven't yeah. seen anyone have a mullet since I think probably since before I was born. Mm. Well, they're, they're the haircut yeah. of the season. They're the honestly, apparently, I read it in the other day. Apparently, they are the haircut of the season, but not the way he's done it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're, 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 I mean, they're quite popular in Australia, but not like that. Yeah, no. just done very, very badly. Nothing like that. So I, I, I loved his interview after the after they lost the other day. It was it was a weird game. It was heartwarming, it? wasn't it? <laughs> I just sent you all um, a good tweet actually from a Notts County fan who said who called us all mongs um, and that we are all fifteen year old kids um, and that we're just jealous. And he even grew a stunning mullet. So we all we obviously had different taste to the Notts yes, County we, fans. Yes, we, 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 were, we were laughing with him. Not it. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't his missus that wrote that, was it? <laughs> no, that, that was actually in reply to his missus, who was on Twitter crying about how much abuse he was getting. Oh, fair enough. Oh, I mean, like, don't, <laughs> don't get that haircut, though. It's not hard. I mean, <laughs> and get promoted, for goodness yeah, sake. Don't, don't concede two goals in the, oh, the last kick of the game. Like, that game was so weird. Like, Grinsby were all over them for most of the game, and then they got the penalty. Um, just the set piece, that set piece is hilarious how that's gone in like their keeper's gone up to be a cove and then 1-1 one, one. to be fair not to the better team next time and then just set pieces again just basics you know have the best you, bit was like a minute that? like a minute before they scored the announcement was like that the Notts County fans shouldn't do like a pitch invasion definitely don't do one now <laughs> he, he won man of the match and then yeah. His missus okay. Catherine put a thing on Instagram saying how proud she was and Petra. Kiss and within, death, that was. within 30 seconds of that, they conceded a goal. Uh, it made my night absolutely brilliant. That they said, like, oh, hopefully they keep a clean sheet. Like, seconds yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. Congratulations. Got, got to give it to Cameron. Yeah, he's a captain. You know, he's dragged them to a clean sheet in this really important game. Oh, the my keeper. word. The keeper oh, was the main one. one. I always rate that. That their keeper's quite a good one. He always looks really good, but then he does go missing at times. That's is it Sulkin? Sulkin? He's Slocum. He's I, I think Slocum. he's terrible. Scum so scum for he always looks half decent and then all of a sudden he will just go missing in a big moment. It's a bit of a weird one. Maybe Agent Cam's actually a double agent that Talkie's sent to Knox County to keep them down forever. <laughs> just for fun, for no no reason. Just to lurk around fifth and sixth for the rest for the rest of their existence. <laughs> I mean, I like they, they laughed and gave us a load of grief when we suggested that it was a sideways move. But actually, he's moved down because he's got two stages 
behind where he where he yeah. ended up last season Agreed. and also managed to drag Notts County to a stage prior to what they managed to get to last season as well. Mm. So he's obviously not done that good and he obviously isn't that, that good a player. I don't no. think he's that pleased with it either. I mean, obviously, because they lost. But uh, the last question he was asked in that interview was, saying, yeah, Kyle, are you, are you going to be here next season? And he says, I want a contract, aren't I? Yeah, yeah well, that's how it ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there is a bit now that regrets. I, I, guess, I guess he got, what, a League One, a League Two offer? That's what people said. I mean, people said Morecambe, didn't they? Well, he went, they um, went there for the facilities, didn't he? The, the yeah. Facilities for storing your money, which you're going to get, probably. <laughs> But and, and don't get me wrong, like I get the project of any player that wants to go to like a fallen giant, but that's like me on football manager. I don't know if that counts when you're actually trying to do a professional career. So it, it does seem a bit of a weird move. But um, yeah, I don't know. With that team, they should have been right up the, near the top. Is that Birchall? Is that just the players? I don't know, you know. It's Birchall. Birchall's now looking at the Forest Green job, isn't he? That's mine. Why, but that could why also, would they hire him? That could really know. work. A record cars. of failure in the conference. That could really work though, if it's in League One, because maybe that sort of football, his football will suit more up a couple of divisions. But like you don't have to be, you don't, well, you can't really be a nice, pleasing uh, passing manager. But every time I see Notts County, they don't look like a nice passing team. That's what I don't get. When they play Dards, we're in 5 1, they put like four passes together every time. So I don't know really what his sort of football yeah, well, is. You, what you do is you get the goalie to roll it out short, and then one of the defenders wallops it long. Yeah. <laughs> then you're, uh, you know, you're, oh, it's a long, we're a um, we're a play out from the backside. It's a bit um, yeah. Uh, you remember Martin Ling and his pass with a purpose, and there's a difference between a long pass and a long ball. Yes. You know that is that is perfectly right. I don't mind watching a guy if you're going to pass the ball hmm. seventy yards. Well, okay. It's yeah. just turning the opposition. That's hmm. that's kind of the the dull bit. But hmm. yeah. got none, to- none of these big teams looks anywhere near half decent when they came to play more this season no and Jack, that's most of Jackson's run. press as well but like considering the amount of money that was going around I didn't see a lot yeah. better standard this year yeah I, the best I team I saw shocked. play more all season sorry sorry you no, the best team I saw play more all season with Dagenham yeah I've been that. We, we got a good start and then for 70 minutes we played off, played off a park who should have beaten us about 4-5-2 they absolutely battered us for 70 minutes it was just McDonald's that made it took, kept it 2-2 no, I remember seeing them. I was like, how are these not going to go up? And they didn't even get in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was the fact that we were terrible, but I thought Grimsby were quite impressive when we played them. But then yeah. that was... Woking looked amazing against us, but I have no idea because we were horrendous that day. But how bad can you look? What were they 3-0 up after about six? Well, we still, we still had chicken wings in goal, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And the whole team was... Long ball. I was just trying to do like twenty. I think we did about fifty long balls at right, and he won about three of them because he was up against uh, what's that big centre back? I think he got released. That big centre back, is it DR? I can't remember. I thought um, uh, I thought Aldershot were going to do quite well after the first day of the season because I thought, oh, blimey, this lot. Yeah, you know, we got mm. to the playoff final last season, and they've played us off the park here. Yeah, they must be pretty good. And uh, mm. I thought, oh wait, actually, it turned out that we were actually shite at the beginning. <laughs> I mean, you've made a mistake there. You, you mean Altrincham and you said Aldershot, but oh, we'll crap. let you off that. Sorry, yeah. yeah same, same thing. Same <laughs> no, thing. I remember thinking the same. I thought, oh, Altrincham might be the Sutton this year. And then you think, oh, you, you, we suddenly realised that this team's just terrible. That well, I was, I was quite looking forward to um, uh, the start of the season. In fact, I was so looking forward to it that I even said in a talky talk article that um, 
if uh, if Danny Wright and Dan Holman could stay fit, I'm very excited to see what those two can do. We're all for that, yeah. Um, yeah, shame on me for putting that down on paper. Oh, I mean, I did tell people after watching the pool friendly that Alstead's brilliant and he's going to be better keeper than last season's keepers because he come out for every one-on-one and he's punching stuff. And like, Lolos, this, this and, uh, Lolos and Kazela, they're, they're the two who are going to do the business. Yeah, I said that as well because Lolos looks like, you know, he just looked better, but he looked like levels above pool. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's going to be absolutely amazing. Get your money uh, on Gabby Rogers for top. Yeah, yeah. When we signed him, he's like, oh, apparently Wickham wants him. He's going to be Ballard amazing. Have a, didn't Ballard have a tenner on um, Dan Holman to win a goal scorer? Holman, yeah. He had, uh, I've never bet in my life. That's one one I did. Um, I think he had waters each way for four places and he came fifth, which is a little bit unlucky. At the, Quite funny. That was, that was anti-post. That was right at the start of the season. There was no... Um, it was no like getting to Christmas and picking him up at three to one on. He had him at about sixty-six to one or something at the, at the season. Umera scoring so many goals as well. Umera got more goals than any Torquay player. Yeah, I, I remember your tweet. That's that's <laughs> mental guess. because he wasn't unlucky at Torquay. He was just not very good. You know, he had no confidence, couldn't control if, football. If you set up your entire team. To just hit the massive bloke up front, like yeah. Akin Fenwa. Yeah, yeah. Just stick a 20 stone, six foot, whatever he is, two, mm. six foot three, lump in the middle of the penalty area and just kick the ball at him. Eventually it will stick. If he gets mm. to him 20 times in a game, which isn't unreasonable, eventually he'll out jump somebody, he'll out muscle right. somebody, he'll find half a yard. I mean, I saw some of the, they would put like their highlight clips, the goals up on. Um, on Twitter, just mm. in five-second clips, I don't think he scored from more than about three yards. Because <laughs> you just, if if a goalie misses it, he's in. There was no movement. There was no nothing. Mm. You just get Umera to stand on the goalie's toes yeah. and, and and head it in when he gets to it. Which isn't actually a criticism of him. If that's what you do, that's mm. what you do. There've been blokes who've made entire careers out of that. Mm. You know, Akin Fenwar is the most famous, but there was. Um, Oh, he got to about 45. He was York, massive bloke, white fella. Um, Parkin. 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 Yeah. James the Kosh podcast now. Oh, he plays for Forest Green. He, he scored against yeah. us at Forest he Green. He scored against us for everyone. Yeah. yeah. You know that he was there when he was on the pitch. He's going to score against you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you can't deal with that. You know, it's, a, it's not... You, it's really difficult to defend against because what, what do you do? You can't move mm. it. You can't... Yeah, right. Not every time. So, you know, you see why he's got those goals and why he didn't get them. He scored a couple at the start of last season, but it was that game at Knox County where he had the worst game he probably ever had in his professional career and then he never come back from it. You know, he like kicked someone in the face, the headbutted someone, missed an open goal and that was just coming off the bench. And then after that, he was just... Did you see Mera? Yeah. 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 I feel like in a shit team, you can stand out a bit if you've got something. So he's clearly yeah, not a good player because Johnson signed him. He's not going to sign players that he thinks are shit. Mm. But in a good team, you get found out. Yeah. Yeah, if you're right. surrounded by other, you know, by guys who are really, really good. Mm. I mean, you've got Whitfield in that around you. It's never going to go well, really, for him. So there you have it. After lots of consideration of a great many other players... The talking talky player of the season is Armani Little. Next, we move on to signing of the season. What other awards have we got, Sam? What did you come up with? 
What did I come up with? Um, signing of the season uh, that isn't McDonald. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, okay. McDonald. Can it be lone players? Can it be players? Yeah, and who made the biggest impact? Who was the best signing that came in apart from Sean McDonald? I'd say Sinclair Armstrong, just because he got us like going again. Where yeah. and we've had such a bad start to the season, and he got our momentum going again. And I think even after he left, lots of the results were because of confidence that he'd raised mm-hmm. while he was there. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Even though like, Jim McKenna's been brilliant, um, even like Jack Sparks. When Jack Sparks came in for a month, that team looked unbelievable. Him and Sinclair Armstrong, but. Jack Sparks was fantastic. And I think that just goes to show how good Exeter's, Exeter's Academy is. Yeah. And also, I think I say it through real gritted teeth because I'm not a fan of them at all. But it is a the silver lining of them going up is we will see better loans yeah. coming from them. Yeah, well, I think they've yeah. got a better academy than Plymouth. I think mm. re- you look at the players that come through. I mean, it, it's funny. I was talking to uh, Wayne Carlisle a couple of weeks ago at work and uh, so I asked him, but is it Ben Seymour that got released? I said, oh, what do you reckon? He went, I don't think he's going to win you promotion. Mm. Um, and I was talking to, because we, Exeter as a club are fantastic and I wish we were more like them. Yeah. So we, we did a big charity quiz with work Really, like really successful Exeter City gave us a room f- for nothing absolutely nothing uh, uh, you know because it was for charity um, and the guy who runs it who does all that side of things for them he's been a fan there for donkey's years and he it's funny he used to sponsor Dean Moxie's shirts so he's always asking oh how is he and I said he's a cut above and he said I still can't believe we didn't we released him he said I, I still think he does a job for us um, but I asked about Ben Seymour, and he said um, he reckons that he would have been a player, but they put too much pressure on him, giving him the number nine, and the first person to have the number nine since it came out of retirement. Um, but yeah, sorry, go, I completely sidetracked there, but I completely agree with Dan Sparks. One of the players I'd give a big... Dan Sparks? Jack Sparks. You said Dan Sparks. Okay. Not like you to correct people, Ben. <laughs> Ben, you're that IT technician from the office. Sorry. That is what um, I was doing there. <laughs> That's why we've got Ben here. We, we have to get him um, to referee everything we say. It was uh, so quick. It wasn't even like a breath, was it? You had, hadn't even finished the word spark straight in. But I, <laughs> like an in-person BBC fact checker. He's already got me on Alteringham and Aldershot. <laughs> One of the players I think deserves a big bit of credit for when he came in, in the exact same way we said about Armstrong, is Harry Perrett. Because yeah. I think he came into a quite shaky defensive line and he looked, and I was shocked that he went to Ultrium because I think he's a I think he's a real player. Um, but he he did a really good job of coming in and he didn't look like a young player out of his depth or someone who was you know trying to get some first team experience. He looked like someone who had been playing lots of first team football and stepped straight in. Um, but for me, I, th- I think it's Tom Lapsley. Just he's been consistently good. I think he's very much cut of the same cloth as Ben Winter in terms of he, he he's going to be a seven out of ten every week. He's not going to set the world alight. But you notice when he's not there. I think he's the player that I was desperate for Damon Lathrop to be when he came back. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he plays. Li- I not direct parallel, I know, but he does play a bit further forward. I think he brings you more offensively 
laps. I mean, he got three or four goals, didn't he? Um, this year, which got one or two. Did he not? Oh, he got two at the beginning, didn't he? Quite early on. Oh, away at Chesterfield and at home to Wildstone. Yeah. yeah. Was that all? Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, that's there you go. He scored in pre-season as well. Um, oh, that might be what's doing for me. Yeah, well, he scored against the pool kids, didn't he? He ran through the heart of everyone, did he not? He's also one of those players. I think next, I think Asa Hall stays 100%. I I, I believe, uh, this isn't from anything, I believe about three or four, four or five probably signed and they're probably waiting to just do a big press release with a week to go on the, tra- uh, on the early bird sales to go, you know, early bird runs out at this day, but also look who's going to be joining you, etc. Um, but Asa Hall isn't every season that he carries on is a you can count a few fewer games that he's going to be playing. Let's say Armani goes, and let's say Lewis goes, who don't think is. Um, Lapsley's a player that I don't think the armband would be any extra pressure on him. I think he'd be mm. a very good captain. He's quite young though, isn't he, Lapsley? He is, but he's he's a proper professional. And what I liked about Tom Lapsley is when we went to do the meet Ben Winter and get the shirt, was anyone else? I think it was just me out of everyone here that was there. He was just good as gold. I mean, he, so we were with my mate James and he had his little lad with him, who's a great excuse for James to actually go and talk to the players. Um, All of them were great, but Tom Lapsley was talking to all of us as if we knew him. And uh, someone said, oh, are you from, because we signed from Colchester. They said, oh, are you from Colchester? You went, oh, no, I'm actually from East London. I went, oh, yeah? Oh, I was like, where oh, about? Oh, don't bring West Ham into this. Oh, it's a funny story. He went, he went, oh, you probably wouldn't know it. I said, go and try me. He went, oh, I was born in Whips Cross. I was like, oh, my God. He went, you weren't. I was like, I was. He went, do you play the Beckham card? I was like, occasionally. He said, I love it. Um, I was like, you relate oh. to Mark Noble as well? I was like, were you from... sound more like um, David Brent from The Office right now, if you tried. <laughs> like, Thank you. If Ben's the IT man, you're the boss. <laughs> the little um, boss. <laughs> and Tom's like, Tim, bit too cool. Uh, but he's, he's, I said to him, right, you're from East London. You're obviously a West Ham fan, aren't you? And he went, no, nah, he's like, all oh, my family are, but I'm actually a Liverpool fan. I was like, oh. <laughs> he went, it's a good story though, it's a good reason. He's like, when I was younger, I played up front and Michael Owen was my hero, so I just started sporting Liverpool. I was like, Tom, that wasn't a good story. <laughs> he was like, I was expecting him to say something like, oh, I was out buying, you know, I was out doing my paper round and Ian Rush came up to me and offered me a season ticket and, and adopted me there. And then I was like, hang on, I quite like David Beckham growing up. I'm not a Man United fan. A good friend of mine actually taught Tom Lapsley at school and he said he's a really, really nice guy and uh, his family are really nice as well. Um, when, he, when he signed for us, he was just like, yeah, he's great. He's such a good person to have around. So yeah, He strikes me as that and he seems like a sort of person that... He seems like a proper professional. So mm. in, this, in the way that... I don't want to dig him out because I'm, I'm gutted it hasn't worked out for him because I did really like him. But you look at Jake Andrews. Jake Andrews is always out having a drink or he's always a bit porky that's ability wise he's got everything he needs but he's he, he can't not kind of go out and he's effectively i don't know I I think he's actually, every time he goes out he has people licking his ass though so you know i'm not surprised <laughs> and then when he gets home he searches his name on twitter to see what's going on 
Um, but you look at him and you think that's exactly how not to be a professional footballer. You can imagine Tom Lapsey has no time for that kind of footballer lifestyle. He's very much, no, I'm just going to eat healthily and work out. You know, that's that's what foot and uh, go to bed early. Yeah, you, know, you can imagine like Roy Keane used to be, you know, when when all the young guns coming in and or what what Bentley are you in this week? And Roy Keane was turning up in a 1993 Escort with the exhaust yeah. half hanging off because who's got time for cars? You know, you just I'm here to do a job like. Or everyone else is in a Range Rover and he's in a Defender because <laughs> you know that's yeah. that's the more sensible car to have. What you mean? Um, but yeah, signing the season for me is, is Tom Lapsley, I think, yeah. on the whole. And I think the way he really won the fans over, you know, right. fans yeah. want someone who's just going to leave everything on the pitch. And mm. that's him. I think my favourite Tom Lapsley moment was when he bought the red card at, at home to Woking. He got their man sent off to, from just being a prick. But that's mm. what you want. The double tackle against, was it Wrexham? That was no, I miss Wrexham. Oh, yeah. Not to talk about Wrexham. Yeah, where he, he, make, he makes two fantastic tackles in the space of about, what, five seconds? Yeah, amazing. And that just got the whole, like, um, the whole, like, fans behind him. And uh, he's definitely my permanent signing of, uh, of the season. He was the only one who, 100%. he was the only one who I can remember that Johnson brought in in the summer who was, like, ready-made. Yeah, manic. manic the others manic. needed a bit more time and development. But, uh, and also, I think he's the one that Johnson was referring to when he talks about footballing intelligence. My yeah. signing of the, my signing of the season is probably Duke McKenna, purely mm. because up to that point, we were so one-paced yeah. and we were the slowest talkie team I've ever seen in my life. Oh. And he came in and he was a breath of fresh air. And it mm. didn't always work for him, but I just love a winger who gets chalk in his boots, takes his full back on, beats mm. him, gets a cross in. I've always loved that. And this summer... Um, I implore Johnson to splurge our wares and go all out for two pacey wingers who um, yeah, we're can we're do that, that both both flanks and get get deliveries into the box because it, it puts bums on seats. It, it, yeah, it's, right. it's Calvin Kalala. It's exciting. But then gets them off the seats when he's on the ball. Well, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah I think Jim, Jim McKenna gets a football league loan this year. Surely. Yeah, a bit of a shame. There's a guy at um, uh, there's a guy at Notts County actually doesn't get anywhere near the starting eleven. Um, Aaron the main little black guy, he's very yeah, fast. Fuck him. Um, he, might, <laughs> he might fit quite nicely into this. I think he's a Johnson sort of signing. Do you remember at their place, start of the season, he came on and he was useless. He was absolutely useless. I, uh, I would not have him back. I wouldn't have any of the players back that left us. I think it's fair to say both Lapsley and McKenna would be deserving of signing of the season. And I think it's also fair to say that we were not unanimous in our options. So why don't you let us know who your signing of the season was on Twitter, and we'll see if we can hash it out over there. Now we move on to our next award. The editing of this was a little bit difficult, so unfortunately I'm throwing Sam under the bus. While we were recording, he was watching the football, and there was a moment where he had to mute himself after a little bit of excitement. Uh, and we come back to Sam explaining what was going on. That then led to us discussing our next award, which was Goal of the Season. Can't no. hear you because you're on mute. You're on mute. No, he's, no, he's talking to yeah. Unless he's not talking to us, No, he's not. He's talking to somebody else. He's mouthing. Oh, sorry, Feyenoord nearly scored one of the best goals I've ever seen. That was incredible. Um, and Joe Lewis is? No. Or am I just... No. 
Nothing will ever be better than Joe Lewis. What a goal that was. Is that goal of the season? Let's do another award. Is it goal of the season? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was easy. Next. Yeah. No, Common Lemonade Evans against Notts County. Which one? Uh, his hat trick goal. Where are you? About four passes. Oh, yeah. He, he danced, danced around three players and then struck it in the, in the near post. I don't mean this with the, any disrespect, but. I always prefer a goal that takes a bit more skill. That's why, for me, Neves' goal against uh, for Wolves, the chip, was one of my goals of the season because it, it takes a level of ability to do it. Mm. With a long shot, and I'm not digging at Joe Lewis because it is a great goal and it's probably the best I've reacted to a goal, but it's a little bit hit and hope. Joe Lewis was not aiming for the top corner. No, he's just blasted it, isn't he? As hard as I can towards goal, and if it flies in, brilliant. I'd even argue that Little's... Fast against Notts County. Little's um, goal against Barnet away early in the season. Ooh, was a, yeah, that was the one shining light in that absolute oh, set yeah. of the game. Oh, that free kick. What a goal. <laughs> I mean, that for me, individual highlight would have either been that goal at Barnet away or or Danny Wright's goal at Notts County away. But yeah, the that one was time that got me out like of Holman seat. at Yeovil. That was oh, actually, one. yeah. Goldman at Yo, yeah, that was good. That was, yeah, that's the one. I was not there. Um, I was ill and gutted. I was ill with the vaccine, but I was at I was two thousand at Weymouth, and that was great. That was a great day out. Really enjoyed that. It's changed about, that uh, one season. Jim McKenna against Chesterfield because that was brilliant as well. Uh, Is anyone thinking about what was Duke McKenna's goal against Chesterfield? Turned in and out three or four times and hit it on his weak foot, far corner. Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. that's right. On game on the tennis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, really nice goal that. It was in from the... As soon as that ball broke down on mm. the... Um, whoever was at left back for us. Oh, oh no, it was um, Ali Omar. Ali Omar won it, yeah. He got his foot in and then he went and won the won the loose ball, gave it to right. Yeah, a really, really nice goal. As soon as he, Ali Omar went and got that ball, it was in the back of the net, even though it was, I don't know, 10 or 12 seconds away from actually being there. <laughs> They were out. Chesterfield couldn't deal with it. They were out of position mm. from the word go, and all we had to do was make the right series of passes. Once again, I think we're going to need your help on Twitter for that one. Now we move on to an award nobody wants to receive: the biggest disappointment of the season. We discussed this at length in the last pod, but and this could tie into the next um, topic: biggest disappointment of the season, but. You'd have been expecting a lot, lot more from Clyde Lolos this season, and for whatever reason, it hasn't happened. And I think it's it, there's, there's there's plenty of people to blame for that. Yeah, most of all himself, probably. Mm. Biggest disappointment, Lolos. The I've biggest disappointment is finding out that we gave a multi-year deal to chicken wings. <laughs> like, did Gary Johnson take leave of his senses or something? <laughs> Thing is, though, on paper. It wasn't an awful sign. I think most of us are saying that like, he hasn't played that many first team games, but he's been in football long enough that you know he's experienced. Is he the right person? It's you know one of those where if he if it comes off and it's a good signing, you want him to be on a longer deal. And it's the same as Keenan O'Connor, where you think, don't get me wrong, he's one of the players I was desperate to be on the releases because I just don't think he's good enough. He seems like a nice kid, I'm sure. Credit mm. to his parents, you know, but. He's not a good enough footballer, in my opinion. And he, in he's that way, like hot potato, he's not a match winner at so mm. many points. He's a nearly man, you know, mm. he, he'll be part of the Ryan Jarvis club, he'll nearly make a difference. Mm. Um, 
but he didn't. But the thing is, he come from the same academy as Ben Whitfield. He had had a couple of loan spells. And it's one of those, if he turned out to be a 10-goal, seven-assist winger or whatever, we'd all be gutted if he wasn't on a longer deal because he'd be getting mm. snapped up elsewhere. So it's a really tricky one with contracts. And I think you've got to yeah. take a gamble on it. The mistake is when managers like, what's his name? Uh, Alan Neal offers two, Ben Harding and Dale Tong yeah. and Carl Hawley two-year deals. When it's like, hang on a minute, hang on. Mm. These guys move slower than like a tortoise with severe asthma problems. This is, <laughs> you know, let's let's take a view on that. Fine, yeah. I don't mind us giving the longer deals, you know, take prospectively. But when you know you've got um, decent assets that you're mm. going to be able to sell, just pay them. Just yeah. go, yeah, Connor, in January, mate. Look, they put clauses in as well. You know, like extension clause. Go one year and go. If I like you, we've triggered the second one. You know, I don't know if that gets used enough. That's another way around it. And you go, okay, so it guarantees you we get mm. the option on the year endlessly. We get the option on the year, but mm. you get 100 quid a week, five and a bit thousand pound a year pay rise. You know, mm. that ain't to be sniffed at, is it really? For guys who probably make 30, 40,000 a year as it is, mm. great, you know, lovely. Thanks very much. That's a big chunk of money. And you get that back. You only need to sell one bloke for. Mm couple of hundred grand i mean it seems a lot to you know to normal people but a couple of hundred grand in football transfer terms now it's nothing yeah. really it's what it's compensation for some kid who was in your academy for 15 minutes the fact that we've got five big assets and they're all out of contracts is just it's negative it's part of parcel it's part of parcel where we are but then you also you know you look at what was that bloke we apparently linked with weymouth i don't know if it musa was it musa Omar mm, yeah. he's under contract at Weymouth mm, how yeah. Weymouth having better sense than us but also you look at it Joe Lewis was on a two year deal or yeah, 18 months, months yeah, yeah. Um, Lemon Havens was and they might have done that in the sense of like well look I'll sign a two year deal but uh, uh, you know and you've got the chance to sell me after this amount of time mm. and they might have kind of gone into contract talks you don't know if they've kind of yeah. tried to extend it and they've of gone course they must have I don't that. want to yeah. You know, they, they think I want because you get some players that Mark Halstead at his age over the moon, two year deal. He's like, perfect. That's two years of income for the younger players who know they're probably better than this league and this club. They might think, look, worst case, I'm going to get another contract here, but I want to keep my options open. I don't want to be stuck if I've got another mm-hmm. club offering me this much because it's, as much, it's a fine balance for them between ambition and earning as much as you can in what is a short career so yeah, the contract one's a difficult one i think it's a case of take a gamble you know if if a player like keen o'connell comes up give him a two-year deal if it works it works if it doesn't there you go gabby it's rogers a transfer list as well and a loan list you know gabby rogers at plymouth parkway he'll probably go back there again well that's the thing but with gabby rogers he was having a good pre-season mm. um and from what I believe, Wickham were interested. They were interested yeah, in taking that, yeah. him. And I think he was for their academy more so. But to get to sort of, you think, look, he's had a really good pre-season. It's not going to look great if we don't sign him. Mm. We're going to have to offer him two years just so that he doesn't go to Wickham. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, short-term deal. Unfortunately, that one's gone to Lolos. But we're moving swiftly on to a much more positive award, with most improved player of the season? I think it's between two for me, but who's everyone got from the point the season started, mm. uh, the most improved player? 
Omar for me. I think it's Dan Martin, head and shoulders. Ooh, Martin's gone on. Martin's yeah, done it longer. Omar well. has only done it for. Improved, that... but he's only done it for the past, like no, maybe right. last fifth of the season. I actually forget that Dan Martin actually didn't start well. He's just always been a very solid player in my mind. I forget about the whole having at Walsall. Very yeah. similar start to Ben Winter, I think, because yeah. for me, Ben Winter was the next out. I remember he was, yeah. he was out as a nabby, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah might have been Western away, and I thought he's he's crap. We'd get rid of him, but no, he turned it around to just be one of the most consistent players we had. And Dan Martin's the same for me. I thought he really there's something not there, but the way he's turned it around, I I think. He, for me, he's one of the first names on the team sheet next season. Oh, I'm a huge fan of Dan Martin. I think he's brilliant. He's he's one of the, he's one of the most unsurprising names on the team sheets now for me. Yeah, yeah. He's, one of, he's, he's one of those where you don't think, oh God, is he starting again? Yeah. Or, or what? Why <laughs> is he? An an Which one do you well? think that about Matthew? <laughs> uh, um, Give him uh, a two year deal, honestly, because he can make this club a lot of money. Yeah, um, I really yeah. mind that. Now there is somebody that you want. Tied now, not when he came through the dogs, he could have been anybody, mm. but now it's obvious he's got talent and he's learned, and he's been willing to learn, yeah, exactly. He's got so everything, yeah. so fast. So, get him on two years mm. if it costs you a few quid extra. I guarantee you'll get that back. I promise you, it's mm. an investment, Clark. If you're listening, I know you're a big fan of the show, get him tied down, get your wallet out if you can find it, get it out. Um, okay, I think we're are we all unanimous on most improved? Yeah, Dan, Dan Martin, I think. A word for Ali Omar, though, I've written him off so many times, but last couple of games he's played, he's, he's two done games, he was all right. In no, two, two games, games. it was more than two games. games. He is rubbish, he's so bad. I watched one of those, he was, was a bit dodgy against Stockport. No, no, I wouldn't keep him, but he. he, yeah. he did, he didn't play like someone who was kind of like a competition winner. I'll say that. I don't think he's going to be the answer. And I don't think he starts for me, but... I don't think he is the answer, but I, I would keep him next season. And I think he's a decent option off the bench, at least. Known quantity rather than getting someone else in who's green and you have to train them up and improve them. Keep him there. And Always depends know. on budget, doesn't it? What we have. I'd like to have... Bottom actually is on much at the end of next season and it'd be Ali Omar because I do think hopefully he can get better next season but I'm not saying he's most improved because he's had two games Will you apologise if he does turn it? I will 100% apologise and I have said and I said on the last pod I want him to do well and I want to be proven wrong but right now I don't think I am I'd like the hairline to be an inch further forward that's not happening either (laughs) So there you have it The most improved award is not going to Drift's hairline this season but instead Dan Martin Now the group take a short break from awards to consider our expectations for the season ahead. What do we think of the realistic expectations for next season? It all depends on on who we sign in the summer. We've got to have a better summer, haven't we? I mean... With Johnson here, it's to be around the promotion places in France. I'll be honest, I think this summer is going to be Johnson's best opportunity to have a good summer at Torquay. I can't remember if I've said this before on a podcast, but first full summer he had was after we got promoted. Now, he had to kind of give most of those players in the Conference South a contract because they got him up. Got him in January. You've got to to reward that and to kind of keep the momentum and the morale going, get them all signed up early. And that was brilliant. The next summer was COVID. 
So more a case of kind of saying to the players we had, look, we'll keep you on. Obviously, Jamie Reid was always going to get a league move and good on him. Um, obviously, last summer was about 15 minutes before pre-season. This summer, he's got a full break. He knew we, he knew we probably weren't going up uh, like earlier on than clearly earlier on than last year. He hasn't got to worry about the playoffs, so he knows exactly the type of players to target. So, which last year, they would have been speaking to players who would have signed if we gone up and players who were signed if we didn't go up. Mm-hmm. So, I think this year he's got the most time, and that's why I think it's. I think it won't be too long until we see which players are staying or have signed early on. But I think we'll be one of those clubs that will get the business done quite early this year in terms of I the hope so. permanent signings. I hope we do, uh, but you can just you can just see the club uh, doing the same thing as, as previous years, just not saying anything for ages, even if we yeah. have done the they business. Were, and it'd be way too sensible to do the whole early bird season ticket thing. Because a bit of me, before I go and do my early bird, rather than just like normal ticket, is like, oh, are we actually going to have a decent squad? If I see I like, call a few players coming in, then, no, I'll easily be excited by it. So Does it? Does the early bird actually make a difference in terms of knowing, though? Because, like, I don't know, surely you're a fan and you want to go and watch football, and that's sometimes irrelevant of who's playing because you also Mm. see other teams and you know that Johnson's probably not going to hire a completely crap team. Oh, you mean? I mean, it's a good point because I will be there anyway. I think it's just like you think, oh, let's go for a season ticket. Well, I'd definitely be there every game. Or if I don't, and some, you know, someday it gives you that chance. I don't know. It is an interesting one. But I think I bought my season ticket today. And obviously mm. at the moment we've got three players signed. <laughs> but for me, it's my contribution to the club. Yeah, I know you're right. Yeah. But that's my money going into the club. I think they get I'll... they get that no matter what. And if we're shit after 10 games, I don't go for the rest of the season because I've, I've I've had enough. But they've still mm. got my money. Talking about next season though, what I'd actually really like is like a good FA Cup run. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it's been I a long time since we've had that. So long. Johnson hasn't really had one yet, has he? We haven't. We haven't had any cup run, have we? For years, not since um, we haven't had. We haven't got to the uh, like a the decent Crawley game. Was was about unlucky. Crawley game was unlucky. Yeah, Matt, Matt Matt Tubbs kind of finished the FA Cup for us. Didn't Who they? was the big the last like time we played Prem? Was it Birmingham? Birmingham. That was League Cup, wasn't it? Two thousand six. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Birmingham was FA Cup. Well, FA Cup. Tottenham was, was in the League Cup in 2002. So it's Birmingham. Asa Hall was on the Birmingham, on the programme for Birmingham yes, that day. Was, yes. <laughs> um, what would you rather get to the third round away at someone like Blackburn, like a big championship club, or win the FA Trophy? Oh, definitely FA Cup third round. FA Cup. More money. I just can't be asked for the FA Trophy. I just don't care. The FA Trophy is only like you can be asked for when you're in the quarterfinal. If that makes yeah, sense. FA Cup as yeah. well because you saw the FA Trophy the other day and it takes place so long after the season finishes. It's a bit like Europa League. You know, if you're going to get that far in Europa League, you've got to do something of it. Otherwise, you've really wasted your time. Yeah, and also you're going to be playing uh, Wembley, which is seven tenths empty, and it just the, looks shit. The, the the problem with the FA Cup is that. Championship clubs won't take it seriously, so there's no point in getting Blackburn away because a it won't be on TV. B there will only about three thousand of their fans will turn up, so you, your best chance is to get home matches and get them on TV. That's the only way you can do it in the FA Cup. If we'd got Charlton in the first round, as we were meant to have done by beating whoever they were, having Waterlooville, no one would have cared. 
it'd have been 1,500 Torquay fans running around in a tin can and getting dicked 3 0. And it wouldn't have been a good day out at all. It's always nice to visit like grounds that are like championship. To visit nice grounds is always a good experience, isn't it? Like, going, I wouldn't ever have gone to Birmingham otherwise, but going there was great. It's now time for a very special award the Talking Talkie Podcast Listener of the Year. Have we got any other awards to award? Uh, best looking yeah, person on. podcast. I'm oh, sorry, you crack on. No, that we got on. Uh, best listener for the year. Oh, we've got, yes, we were giving out a best listener award. That's right. Thank you, Rowena. You see, this is why we have the, the ladies here to help <laughs> us remember these type of awards. Um, <laughs> what, purely what? for admin, <laughs> not for football. <laughs> Does anybody want to? Uh, no, I think I know who, who my. Um, listener of the season is has anybody got any thoughts at all I know mine Uh, mine's Jules for sure I don't think he's missed one podcast and is always the first to like and uh, engage with our posts for the podcast and then say that he's listened to it mostly in the bath with a cider so the way it should be heard (laughs) Uh, yeah Jules or Elliot Milner always sends me a nice message quite a lot so yeah Elliot was on the podcast as well very nice lad um, ju- just out of interest, does anyone have a, a favourite guest from the season, either listening or from doing an interview yourself? Yeah, Jules. Because <laughs> <laughs> we haven't given him his award yet. Oh. Congratulations <laughs> on your award, Jules. You are our listener of the season and probably will be next year as well. Thank you for being our only listener, Jules. Yeah, thank you for being like 80% of our listenership, Jules. Listening to it 30 times over to up the numbers. He's a good boy. You're a good egg. Congratulations, Jules, and a commendable mention for Elliot. You might have guessed, given Sam's blunder, that our next award is for best podcast guest. Um, Sorry, does anybody have a favourite guest of the season? Um... Mine was actually Liam Davis. I really, really enjoyed oh, speaking. Oh, he was brilliant. I thought he was really good. I thought he was really honest. I thought he spoke really well. And it was really interesting to hear about um, the end of his season and obviously, and like like hear and see the, the emotion he felt about that. Um, I thought he was just really, really interesting to talk to. Um, and he called Jake Andrews lazy, Sam. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you who I enjoyed. It only made... A- one appearance, I think. Steve Dixon. Guest of the <laughs> Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> Hi, Stev. I told you you should have turned up. I told you. Just drop in for five minutes. That's all we need. I think, for me, one of the most interesting ones when me and Steve interviewed Jamie Sendles white to interview someone who's a current player but was out of, you know, was still looking for a club. It was really interesting getting a perspective on what that's like for someone in the game especially at this lower level when it's like you're not just it's not just like the fact you're not playing it's you're not earning you know you're, you're not earning from your, your main source of income um that was fascinating um obviously interviewing Lee Mansell was a bit of a you know he was my idol for what <laughs> seven eight years of my life so you never mentioned this mate right no, this okay. happened um, but anyway, that, that was a really special one for me. Um, Leroy Rossini, given his time, was phenomenal. You know, what a genuine, the word is overused, but a genuine legend. Mm. 
but for me, forgiving us about two and a half hours when he could have could well have been living his life of leisure, playing tennis or getting his suntan up. Paul Buckle was absolutely fantastic, and from speaking to him, and uh, you know, I still kind of get the odd message occasionally. It, absolutely brilliant bloke, and it completely like I did have a opinion on him after he left, but he's completely turned it around for me, and all the t- I genuinely got all the time in the world for him, and you can tell that he looks back and the talk is a club he looks back most fondly of his time in football. Yeah. Can I just say congratulations for using this, so- this segment purely to list all the players you've interviewed this season. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, well and I also knew you'd have to get in that someone had messaged you and sent you a few little text messages because, you know, they're your friends. You're all welcome to contribute. Fan of the show. Um, the message we get most often, the, the feedback we get most often about Lotba, apart from it was absolutely brilliant and well done and everything else is completely changed my opinion of, of Bucks. So many people say, yeah, they couldn't stand the man after he left the way he left, where he went to all that bollocks about last football, last football, last football, all that completely forgotten by one 60 or 90 minute appearance on Lotba and then coming on and doing the podcast mm-hmm. as well. It's really lovely man. Um, and you know, having to deal with him for s- setting up um, stuff for Lopper as well, thought it was going to be a bit difficult. Actually, he couldn't have made it easier or more pleasant or anything else. Just a really imagine it was a good platform for him. I imagine he's probably wanted to say that for a lot of time as well. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. I mean, it'll be fascinating if and when it ever happens that we get Nico back, so he can tell us like what actually yeah. went on and. You know, we all know he's very open, Nick. We we know all all different things about what's gone on, probably more between us than we really than the football club would like. But mm. to be able to hear the full story yeah. will be fascinating. And we know that partially because being able to hear the full story from Buckle was genuinely insightful. You know, there was lots that went on that happened that nobody knew about and that mm. suddenly made a lot of things make a lot of sense. So, yeah, uh, probably Bucks. I, as much as I like Davis, he was right up there for me in terms of the very best people that we interviewed. Um, and, of course, like you know, guys like Leroy as well, giving us his time. But I think yeah, the winner has to be Bucks for me. I'd go for, I'd go for Leroy because 2004 season is still the best season in my time supporting the club. It brought back a lot of memories. And he was so enthusiastic about the club 18 years on. And I think that just shows... What a football club we have, really? Yeah, it's not a normal club, is it? I don't think. No. You know, it's not Warsaw or Blackburn or just some club that you can go to and forget about. Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe, etc. You know, it, it's a because of the geographic isolation, because of the difficulty that we face in everything that we have to do, because everywhere's miles away and mm. little old Torquay and all that. It's uh, was it Tim Pot Brexit Yellows? That's not a. <laughs> we were the Tim Pot Yellows. The um, you know, it does. I think really kind of affect you, and you get to like lonely. No surprise to me that kind of a lot of loanees that we have come back. They're happy to come back because it obviously gets you know if you're coming all this bloody way, well you might as well come and stay, hadn't you? So, yeah, nice, like it. Um, and I think that reflects well on all the ex-players and managers and that, that we interviewed. So does anybody else 
think it was anybody other than Leroy or Bucks. No, good. Well, that's useful. Turns out we're not very good at committing to just one answer, are we? Anyway, swiftly moving on to some more quickfire questions, including best podder and a quick guessing game of our most listened to podcast. Best podder? Or what conclusion? Stephen Dixon. 100%. Yeah, yeah Annoyingly polished. I haven't met Stephen, though. Stephen has been here at least once. I've not seen Marcus at any point. So... No, believe it or not, you're not missing out. Listeners, our Scott is part of our little group. And he's you're really not missing out if you've not met him. I've met I've met Marcus, I think, once a couple of years ago, and he was wearing a turtleneck at the time. And I thought, <laughs> I bet it was in the height of summer as well. <laughs> and you did that. You did that Spider-Man. You did that Spider-Man gif, and you're just staring at each other like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've you've not reached peak cool yet until uh, you're wearing a turtleneck with talkie shirt over it. Or yeah. purple and white trainers. Matthew. So next year I'll wear the turtleneck when it's a bit cooler. Just for you. Uh, I have one for oh, you all. Not necessarily as an award, but does anyone want to suggest what they think this season's most listened to episode was? Leroy. Yeah. I reckon it's either Leroy or the one I did with Will Taylor and Johnny Jones, because I mean, just listening to that is going to turn people on. So Sam's voting for literally anything Sam's. <laughs> oh, Sam. Like I've said many a time, I don't know why I like you, but I do. I do like you, I think. <laughs> That's Jazz. My debut because I WhatsApped it to my man. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I put in a family WhatsApps. Did you just, what, listen to it on a loop? I don't think they're very impressed because someone was just calling him a chicken wing. It's a chicken wing era. So it's just... God, so... have you been on that guest one, like, yeah, one minute? It was. The guest yeah. one, I feel like we forgot Kevin Hill, who was also really, really great. He just about managed to get yeah. on despite his technical difficulties. Yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. Oh, Rene Howe, oh, yeah. 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 He was brilliant, yeah. Rene was fantastic. And also, I thought the um, Rob Dickinson from Supporters Trust and Lucy Ford from Her Game 2, completely different st- like type of interview, but both really interesting. Agreed. Going back to the most listened to pod, I think it might be buckle. Every single guest that's been on is a winner. Because I think we... <laughs> We have lifted every single guest now. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll, Stephen, he's we'll work it. out who the best guest was at off air and maybe we'll, we'll send get an award. people to vote. To vote. That's a good idea. That's a good yeah, idea the, yeah. the public can vote for that we one. We clearly can't. Jules Nixon can vote for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, God, we've had some good guests on, haven't we? Stressed a lot. Nice. I think we need to even out by getting Ray Spear on or Saul helping <laughs> just, uh, uh, next season. Get, get the, uh, the trifecta anywhere. of fails talking uh, youth academy players from about 2013 on uh, Yeoman, Saul helping, Ray Spear, and um, Niall Thompson. That's get Jake Andrews on to give us his new recipe. Connor of the Thompson. Day. Was it Connor Thompson, the keeper? The four foot goalkeeper. Yeah. 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 Big beard. He lives a good life now. I don't know what he does, but he's all Dan over. Sullivan as well. He's done a rise at Taunton. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Ed, Ed Palmer. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> next week. Hutchinson as well. Right, no worries. Is he still What's going that? at Truro? Not sure. Oh, there's one that had to um, retire because of diabetes. So was it Curtis McKenzie? He scored against yes. Leeds in the preseason friendly. I saw his That's league tough. debut against Port Vale and he was brilliant. Mm, yeah, it was quite sad. Yeah, it was so good that day. Also, talking about running two things, don't do it. I had to do a double up once and it was when we drew 0-0 against Eastley. I had to speak <laughs> for an hour about the Eastley game and then I had to do it all over again 10 minutes <laughs> later. Like, I don't recommend it at all. Well, if you get to do it for, like, the Notts County game or something. Yeah, I mean, I could, could have worked out brilliantly, couldn't it? But now I've got Eastley, and then I think... Who do we play after Eastley? It was on the bank holiday. Yo, Maidenhead. Yeah, awful. <laughs> You're playing back with fire, the... though, when you do this Torquay, though, aren't you, Sam? Yeah. Let's go back yeah. to Moses and Pod. Everyone, uh, give your vote. Um... Leroy. Yeah. Leroy. Leroy. He must be Leroy. Leroy. I know your buckle just to be different. With 267 listens each, Ooh. it's Leroy and Buckle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So we were all right. So talking about managers always being <laughs> in the guests. So Gary Hours, next then. Oh, that no. would be the most listened. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be so well listened. Alan Neil, let's get him in. Alan We've Neil. got next week, I believe, on Monday. I'm not going to announce who, just in case it doesn't happen for whatever reason. We have got we have got an ex-manager coming on, and I think it'll be one of the most fascinating interviews we've done because he was manager at a very very uh, interesting time at the club. I don't want to give too much away for those who I haven't told. But you are in for a treat. I was on the phone to this person for a good 40 minutes and the stories he was telling me about his time here, honestly, I think that that box office, we could charge money for that one. We won't, but it, you, yeah, you're in for a good one. We could. And we've got another guest, haven't we? We've got another ex-player guest. Yes, we do. The week of recording that, the week after. So we've got lots to come, which is good. If if anyone's ever got suggestions for guests, let us know because that I, I personally, from it, my experience, anyone else who's done them must be. They're one of the most fun things to do, and it, some of the questions, some of them are so good with their honesty. And I, I think going back to the point we made earlier, you can really tell that Torquay is a different club to a lot of clubs. Uh, pretty much all of them just look at it as a as a good time in their career. Mm. Which begs the question, why the fuck do you all move on so quickly? But, <laughs> yeah, you know, still. I uh, Barn and Bob, Jazzy Barn and Bob loved this time. And all the Aaron signings. Did it? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Racine obviously, uh, on, uh, often puts up things about how he reminisces about his time at the Bay. Oh, if, he, if he had lasted longer than about 30 seconds, he, he could have been really good that season. He could really could. Bit of a bummer. Right, I think we've we've done, haven't we? We've exhausted everything. We've thanked everybody for listening over the course of the season. We promise to bring them more excellent content next year with a wider and more varied list of interesting guests and presenters and various other things, by which I mean we'll, get, we'll drag Will Taylor out of his office and make him record a few and get Oscar on. Can I just say, I'm not thanking people for listening. If you still listen, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if you're still listening 
find something better to do. Um, and yeah, for God's sake, listen to no watch buy tickets for Legends of the Leroy era because it's going to be brilliant. Um, by the time you listen to this, you might know who all the guests are. I know who all the guests are, uh, and I'm very excited. So yeah, for God's sake. It's a tenner. It goes to charity. We don't take any money for doing it. It takes us fucking ages to organise. Um, so sign up um, or I'll tell your significant others that you are ingenerous to charity. That'll cost you, won't it? Um, right. Thanks, everybody. Swanee. Say goodbye, Swanee. A bit. Thank you. For <laughs> See you next season. Yes, you will. Drift. Hello, goodbye. Hello, goodbye. Roberts in a turtleneck. <laughs> a half turtleneck, actually, uh, but never mind. Ta-ra. Tortoise neck. <laughs> Rowena, whatever your surname is now. I don't know what you're laughing at. It's still Williams. <laughs> bye for the season. Bye-bye. Pete. Bye. Jill. Fuck the Tories. Fuck the Tories hard. <laughs> and on that message thank you very much for listening uh we will we'll still be with you throughout the summer and stuff um just maybe not quite as frequently as we have been throughout the season but thank you for listening uh goodbye <laughs>